I hate grapes. Give me your money. <laughs> better not be grapes. <laughs> Flash, zoom, blinded by a bright light. Ouch. Music plays. You're at a school dance. Oh, okay. A sexy sultress walks up to you. Ooh. She's into it. You're into it. Rob already knows. <laughs> she looks oddly familiar. The song is oddly familiar. It hits you like a ton of bricks. You're listening to another episode of Tristan's Trippy Time Traveling Tales. Oh, duh. Snap. Like, duh. <laughs> like, duh. Like, duh. So you must be tuned in to High Mystery Podcast. You I'm Tristan. Do. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. And that's us. That's the gang of High Mystery. Yeah, it's all family today. Just the just the original trio. And we are streaming this live on Twitch at approximately 2.30. Yeah, if you like to watch your podcasts or if you just want to be yeah. able to throw it up on TV, we are on 2.30 West Coast time every Monday, 5.30 if you're on the East Coast. And if you're unavailable for that because you have like work or life or other engagements or whatever, shame, by the way. <laughs> uh, it stays on Twitch for like a week, the video? Something like uh, I think it's like two weeks, yeah. yeah. But we will be releasing this on YouTube, on our YouTube page. So that, it'll be there forever. 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 Like the Sandlot. Oh, well, that's what that's we have on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, <laughs> are we jumping in there before we even? Yeah, we haven't even talked about the weed, but... It's true. While you look up the Rotten Tomatoes, I'll continue. Okay. By saying that this is the podcast where we, and hopefully you, get super high and then ponder about some mysteries. Today, we have no special guest. It's just us. Yeah. Yeah. And I say it's got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> I say it's, I was going to say 84%, so I'm going to stick with it, even though your number kind of knocks mine out. All right, I will go 56. Whoa, going low. Okay, let's wow. see what it's got. 61%. Oh. Rob and I were... We were bewitched by nostalgia. That's right. God. Wow. I Feels can't good believe to win. that. I can't believe it's a 61. Wow. It just seems such a good movie. It is. I mean, it's one nice of those things where, like, uh, I constantly get those, like, articles. Where are they now? The cast of Sandlot. And, uh, where is that dog now? <laughs> dog's dead. But there is, I, I know uh, one person is uh, a criminal of sorts. Oh, really? So, oh, yeah. I, don't, I won't say anymore because I don't know whose name I'm defaming. If <laughs> I don't know anything. I remember reading it a long time ago. Well, I've got some weed for us to smoke. I've got a King Palm Rolly. Inside is Key Lime Pie and uh, some kind of tangy. Forbidden tangy. That's what it was. Yeah, forbidden tangy. Uh, I tried out a new shop today. Everybody knows we've given shout-outs to NoHo's Finest. They are inexplicably closed. Hopefully just temporarily. temporarily. Hopefully. We're just going to uh, say temporarily just to, like, you know, universe. You know, we say temporarily. It's temporarily. Yeah, we want you back because I'm on my last uh, my last little jar here. So. Oh, man. It sounded so sad when you shook that jar. I know, <laughs> I know. That's... I will uh, give a shout-out to the new place that I tried, Exhalants which I have tried before when I needed a very specific product from them. It's a chill dispensary. I, I recommend it. They're doing everything by the books like they should, and uh, they have a nice variety of like strains and costs and recognizable brands, but also their own brand, and mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yes, yeah. et cetera. The, uh, the store that I went to today... I can't remember the name compassionate something or another uh <laughs> no compassionate caregivers something like that oh no it's on there van nuys or van noen oh, it's van noen near a gas station it was pretty cool <laughs> is that the one with all like the reclaimed wood on the outside yeah yeah and uh they also had some of exhalant strains there they have like a, a few different like farm strains you know the classic lull and their mm -hmm. personal farm and stuff like that but i actually saw some exhalant Wow, strains there. So Good that for was you, exhalants. You know, getting global marketing going. Um, <laughs> I also rolled a blunt. Mine is the Twisted Hemp Wrap. Uh, I'm gonna say, 
California Dream or the <laughs> Tropical Breeze? Cherry? He's sniffing it and trying to decipher the flavor. Cherry California Dream. Uh, there's uh, Crackberry. All Crackberry. Oh. oh, all Crackberry. All right. Sounds like something. It makes me think of Smurf Berries. I'll get your Crackberries. Make me think of the member berries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that crack? <laughs> no? No. So I'm going to spark this. I forgot to mention that I coated this in wax. It's I was going to say, it looked shiny. Green yeah. dragon wax on the outside. So here we go. Like that wax covered blunt. Like that wax covered blunt. Like that wax covered blunt. We are off and running, ladies and gentlemen. The light has been lit, and the blunt is going. And it's off. Going around the corner, coming on, going around the corner. <laughs> we got the mini rolly, mini rolly. Like I said today, we have the next installment of Tristan's Trippy Time Traveling Tales, part three of an unknown part series. <laughs> <laughs> you keep commenting, Tristan will keep bringing these up. Exactly. Um... For those of you listening or watching the Twitch today, it's President's Day, so I did a President's type stuff. So let's celebrate, smoke some weed. Did you know that Abraham Lincoln's secretary was named Kennedy? I I did not. No? Well, Um, now you know. And Kennedy's was named Lincoln. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of weird similarities. Anyway, continue. Who are you going to talk about? Well, first, per Tristan's trippy time traveling tales, we'll uh-huh. be hitting a couple listener comments. Oh snap! And 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 even before we get to the comments, we have a huge shout out. Oh snap! The it's biggest big shout out that I can possibly do without uh, breaking this microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out! The mountains crumble around you. The, the water's drained out. <laughs> a lot of animals are relocated. <laughs> They're just running. <laughs> noise. I mean, when the water's drained out, you can shout come back. <laughs> so the shout goes to Claire Carolock. Carolock. How would you guys pronounce that? <coughs> Claire Carolock. I mean, I, I don't yeah. I, I don't know her. You guys don't know her personally? No. Neither do I. Same. But we love her nonetheless. <laughs> she made some incredible fan art. If yeah. you're not on our Instas, you need to get on there because you're missing <laughs> incredible art like this. Mm-hmm. I personally am in love with this. It's yeah. a watercolor. Love it. It's the gang. It's, it's a Bigfoot. There's an alien. A gray, a gray alien. A gray. Sorry, we should be specific. Yeah, gray right. aliens. <laughs> she, she really uh, accomplished our aesthetic extremely well. She yeah. really did. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm slightly jealous, only in the fact that I am nowhere near the alien or Bigfoot. Uh, <laughs> I want to be friends. The alien and Bigfoot are like giving Rob and Holly uh, yeah. a hug. Yeah, we are being warmly <laughs> embraced. By these uh, otherworldly creatures. I'm just left to the side to be a, an observer. <laughs> but, you know, your your detail, I think, is the best because you're the closest to the camera. That's true. Yeah. So thank you, Claire. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I got Lou and Bigfoot. Yeah, foot. right? Got like, Lou in there, which is, like, huge. Huge. <laughs> huge. He's in here right now, completely sprawled out on my bed, <laughs> staring out the window. Like, I feel like anybody could have said they were a fan and drawn a picture of us, but the fact that she included Lou really, I just, like, exemplifies what a true, glorious fan you are, and we appreciate and love you for that. Yes. Thank you so much. Shut up! (laughs) All the animals return to their home. The water comes back. (laughs) It's like putting it on rewind, like in Spaceballs, and all the trees just The mountains reform. And And it could be, you know, narcissism that we love it so much, but other people love it as well. Yeah. Uh, Capti Foon, is that how you would pronounce her? Capti Fun? Typhoon? Capti Foon. Oh, is it like Typhoon? Cap Typhoon. Captain Typhoon. Yeah. We'll, we'll take your, you know, your best approximation will do it. And uh, our friend Sarah, 
Mm. They both commented saying that they really love the art. Snaps. Yeah, yeah. Golf clap, golf clap. <laughs> and then I will have to say that Cam underscore Ronnie underscore also commented on the Instagram post of the artwork. Um, and his comment was, I heavily fucks with y'all. <laughs> Which is solid. Which is, that is like, I, I was like, like, yeah. One of my favorite comments. I heavily fucks time. with y'all. Yeah. I'm this into is, it. These are people I don't know at all. Right. And they're, I mean, they're, they're listening to me. It's, <laughs> it's a crazy thing. Yeah. We're happy that you fucks with us. I'm, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'll just reiterate again like, uh, personal artwork is our absolute favorite thing. We adore it. And if anybody else out there, Wants to draw stuff. If you want to do another watercolor, Claire, we would be actually. Stoked, uh, but the more, the better. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> she actually just posted like fifteen minutes ago an update of that image. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's he's it's way more updated than I am. And this is <laughs> my episode. This guy. <laughs> it's just because uh, we, as a podcast, friended her, and so we got it. Random update uh, that she updated it and she posted to posted it to her own thing, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's the same image, but mm-hmm. the the high mystery logo is uh, updated. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful! Yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Not to mention that <laughs> nothing like, but love for you guys. You guys are so talented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, look how many times we're talking about Claire Carolock. How is it said? <laughs> if you could, remember the last word yeah. but. Claire if you could just let us know how to clarify that <laughs> yeah. next time we mention you we will get it correct yeah. clarify that Claire but yeah if you want a little airtime on High Mystery uh, all you gotta do is comment or hit us up with uh, some artwork yeah and as long as people are still time traveling Tristan will talk about them this is true <laughs> in fact the ones I'm doing today weren't even the ones I was planning on doing next but since it became President's Day and I happened to be doing episode i was like oh i guess i have to do these guys so there's still plenty plenty of more listicle that i was going to go through before i had even planned to get to this okay but there's still more of our awesome listeners to mention okay okay Okay. go 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 chris laba he said that the leak is the real deal and i believe him bleak was the one who was a, a time traveler he was in the montauk project that's right that's right for those that are on our uh, Patreon, they got the original episode, the one that we just all did around uh, Colin's kitchen table just to test it out. And you talked about the Manhattan Project on that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Going back all the way to the beginning. Right. As Rob was telling me the story, I'm like, peel back the layers of fog. What is <laughs> Um, And then I will end with this one. Or maybe, maybe a couple more. All right. <laughs> Tanya Van Ruth. Okay. She messaged us asking if we knew much about the shadow people. And by her description, we had thought that maybe it was one of like the Dark Watchers. That Colin talked about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but after listening to that episode, she, she did say that there were some like similarities. But the big difference was that the Dark Watchers don't follow you. But the shadow people... He's all about following you. Oh, man. And they, like, will attach themselves to you. I mean, I guess the best representation of shadow people in pop culture would be in Ghost. Right. When they come out and drag people back to the underworld. Oh, mm-hmm. sure, yeah. If you haven't seen ghosts, I mean... Or just... It's just a moment in time that you should probably see. I mean, do we need to do a, a second Rotten Tomatoes for Ghost? <laughs> I, I, I mean, bet you Ghost has a pretty high one. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna say it's seventy three. That's All my right. number. Uh, you guys, Whoopi Goldberg won her Oscar for Ghost. Yeah, right? and she was great. Yeah, so I'm gonna say that it's got an eighty nine percent. Nice, eighty nine. Wow. Okay. But I was really wrong about the Sandlot, and I thought that was just worth eighty eight. well i think i'll be kind of like the asshole and go 80 just like right in the mids 73 percent boom i got it on on the the money head wow don't you win extra stuff yeah you get i think you get money right away if you Uh, nail the price so you guys what do you have in your wallet but what it immediately made me think of was uh peter pan and his shadow 
being oh, yeah. autonomous of him. That's right. Peter Pan in uh, the classic Disney movie, his shadow mm-hmm. is like an independent character yeah. that like makes different things happen within the plot and stuff. Although in that scenario, his shadow is trying to run away from him. This one is like, I'm going to follow you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe he wants to attach himself to somebody else. They definitely seem more sinister than the Peter Pan (laughs) shadow, for sure. And I just, (laughs) I chalk it up to, like, that feeling that people get. I don't know if it's, like, an evolutionary feeling of just, like, if there's darkness behind you, you feel Mm -hmm. like something's coming up on you. Or is Patrick Swayze there helping you form something out of clay? I mean, if he is, he's not helping me very much because my my bowls are turning out shit. (laughs) Stop getting distracted, Patrick. (laughs) I mean, in the movie, Patrick uh, Swayze's um, pot got all messed up to begin with, so he wasn't good at it in the movie. Yeah, I guess guess that's right. Huh. How about that? (laughs) <clears throat> so yes, um, Tanya, we'll have to maybe hit that fully in another episode. Maybe maybe Colin a Colin's cryptids will hit it, or we'll find it in a Tristan's hole or Perhaps. something. Yeah. Who's to say? Who's to say? Um, so I'll end with this: that Elise Dorazio. I should know how to say her name because I actually know her. <laughs> uh, she's a fan of our Britney Spears working for the CIA mystery, giving lots of hearts. Okay. A lot of hearts. And uh, Elise was one of our actors on the proof of concept that I have for the TV show, mm-hmm. High Mystery, that in an ideal world that I'm manifesting will be coming to you soon. Soon. I'm looking forward to this manifestation of your brain. Uh, <laughs> uh. Well, I am a powerful manifester, so yeah. strap in, Rob. Yeah. You ask the fairies. Did the fairies help you along on along this path? They're always helping, because I I do nice things for aminals, and if I see some trash, <laughs> I'll pick it up. <laughs> Dude, what what was your gift to the fairies for this? Uh, picking up a lot of trash. Oh, okay. Not like a gum wrapper, because it's yeah. shiny and. <laughs> no, I we do leave cookies. Like little pieces of cookies sometimes out in the garden for the fairies and stuff like that. They like cookies, sweets. You know who else likes that kind of stuff? You? Rodents. Ants. Ants. I just come out, Colin's eating the cookie in my garden. Yeah, you get out of here, Colin. You were a fairy the whole time. Keep getting all these Collins in the building. (laughs) I mean, he does have... with it. The Rh negative blood, so he could very well be a fairy. <laughs> I know. I was thinking. You like all, to sing and dance. I've been picking up all this trash out in front of our house and in the street and all that. Like our whole corner. I didn't know I could be getting fairy favors out of that shit. <laughs> you might be getting fairy favors without even realizing. Oh it. snap! Like you, you could have been pooped on by a bird, and they were like, "Nah, bird, you get out of here." Colin's a good guy. He picked up trash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So fairies are catching a lot of bird shit is what you're saying. Just out there. That's one aspect of, of the job. <laughs> sure. Could be, could be considered. The fairy zooms by. It's a living. Right. Someone's got to do it. Speaking of bird shit, president's time traveling. Yeah, what? Yes. <laughs> Speaking of bird shit is right. Bird shit, bald eagle, national symbol, president. <laughs> Kevin Bacon. <laughs> all ties so the first guy on the list <coughs> is you guys might might be familiar with this guy. I'll I'll describe him like this, and I'll see if anyone jumps in with the description. Already. Trigger warning. When I hear <laughs> presidential time travelers, one name comes to yeah, mind. Go yeah. ahead. Well, this might be a curveball. He likes to ride horses. Shirtless. Well, I already Putin? know who it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but was that who you were thinking originally? <laughs> also yes. a trigger oh, warning, though. <laughs> I have heard the Putin is a time traveler thing before. So, yes, this story about Vladimir Putin time traveling through various points in Russia's history is, um, some would say, confusing for a couple reasons. And so I'll get the skepticism statements out of the way in the beginning. So the first, you know, question by the naysayers would be like, if Vladimir Putin is a time traveler, 
why hasn't he done anything to improve Russia's global social economic standing? My original, my first thinking is like, ask, it's like asking the powers that be why they don't improve the world. You know, that's how he's continuing to dominate Russia. If they were able to like have good uh, economic and social mm-hmm. growth, then the the people as a whole become smarter and more aware. Well, my naysay to that. Naysay away. <laughs> is Ladies that... and gentlemen, we have a conflict of naysay. <laughs> Please convene in the city square. <laughs> uh, I would say I that. I challenge you to a naysay, sir. <laughs> they the got nays- a nays off. <laughs> the naysay has begun. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta wait until the third strike. That's right. Um, Rules. <laughs> my thing would be is that Vladimir Putin is fucking doing fine. You know, he doesn't need his people to be doing well. Right. He's doing great. Right. And that's really all that matters. Right. You don't travel through time no. to like make your yeah. country do great. Yeah. No. <laughs> At least yeah. not this guy. Apparently. I mean, hopefully your time traveler is a very altruistic type. <laughs> You know, just bringing back technology to help out, but... Right. Right. I mean, and we don't know what he knows. Maybe he needs to be oppressive in order to... Uh, Have the outcome pre- that he yeah, wants. Yeah, prevent uh, some fucking world annihilation type scenario. Mm. The next question would be, why does Putin insist on fighting in every war? <laughs> so, you know, again, it goes into, like... That's how he maintains power. That's how he... And, like, you know, if he is a future man, then he knows, like, exactly. he's not going to lose. Or he might lose, but he's not going to die or whatever. And like I oh. said, preventing world annihilation, you know. Maybe he's preventing that World War Three By having a smaller policy. war or whatever. Yeah, by, you know, settling all these skirmishes. Yeah, we'll never know. Like, his yeah. moving into Ukraine and getting everybody concerned might have been, like, exactly what needed to happen at that time. Because otherwise... Something was happening in though, know, Thailand or something. <laughs> though, I mean, I really hate to paint Putin as a hero in any way, shape, or form. Sure, yeah. No, so I heard it. Rob's a Putin lover. <laughs> it pains me to, <laughs> to even take this stance, but I'm just saying it's possible that he could still be a time traveler. This has not refuted. So more about Rob's boyfriend, Putin. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it also brings into the question, like, is he a time traveler or could he be like an immortal? Uh, okay, a Highlander. And maybe that's why he's like, yeah, fuck, bring on the wars. I don't die anyways. Yeah. And there have been some crazy characters in the uh, Russian aristocracy in the past. I'm thinking of like Grigory Rasputin. Yeah. Where like he was surrounded with lots of mysticism and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, There's continue. definitely a mystery on him. Yeah, for sure. I will also say if Putin isn't in this in this phrase, we're saying that he definitely is a time traveler. So if he isn't a time traveler, then why do so many Russian guys look like him throughout time? <laughs> <laughs> Every one of these guys looks like a Putin, right? <laughs> He's been keeping the style alive. <laughs> I mean, it is a pretty like clean look, though. Right. So I guess it's kind of a simple look. But wouldn't back in the day there'd be a lot more like beards and mustaches and stuff? Yeah, I guess they're also just like, I don't know if this is like a racist thing to say. I'm sure it is if I'm already (laughs) prefacing it like that. They're all white men. Right. Like all these white dudes look the same. They all got like a similar haircut. Yeah. Uh, Like the gene pool is pretty much... For the region, so like but you're you gotta have think, similar attributes. Russia's so fucking big and it's so That's diverse. True. You would yeah. think that you'd have some variation in there. Literally stretches from one continent to the end yes. of the other. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, usually this is where you probably want me to like lay down some facts or uh, I would evidence. Never want that. How dare you? <laughs> Maybe some, like, redacted files about his time-traveling experience or some stories from an ex-KGB officer who on his deathbed recounted the time he and Poon traveled through time. The thing is, (laughs) 
I has none of that for you. Thank God. No. Thank the, you, Jesus. The foundation on which the whole theory stands is purely based on those photos that I was talking about. <laughs> which, you know, at that point, like we're saying, it's it not necessarily time travel. You could be a vampire or some other form of an immortal. A being. clone. A it clone, could, right? It like it could be... just be KGB soldier boys that they like pump out like the clone wars yeah i mean he is former kgb too so there's there's that there's that <laughs> <laughs> there's the kgb thing can't yeah. ignore the kgb thing but then you gotta think like well there's there's gotta be people in that dynasty in that lineage of russia history <laughs> where they don't look like putin they don't all every single one of them Right. I mean, and if you go down, like, a certain rabbit hole, like, Putin could have Illuminati ties or, like, just New World mm -hmm. Order ties, just... And in that sense, he could be a lizard person, and, like, that's also why he likes wars, is he's, like, feeding off of the... either the negative energy or, like, bathing in blood or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or just, just keeping us at odds with each other. Right. Yeah. Huh. As the New World Order likes to do. Yeah. Okay. But there, it's, not a, it's not a deep cut, this one. There's not a whole lot of evidence for this one. Right. It's like there's so many pictures of white Russian guys out there. Like four happen to look like Putin throughout time. And someone on the internet put them together side by side and was like, boom, time travel. <laughs> and we talked about it on a recent episode where time travels, or excuse me, time travel. <laughs> Taking pictures is only like what? Did it go back to 1820 or something like that? Uh, I can't remember exactly how long ago, but the like first modern picture, photography has only been around since like the mid 1800s. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dang, that just made me think of someone I need to add to this list that I don't have yet, but... Somebody who was photographed in time or something? Yeah, someone that brought... Who has... A lot of photographs have been brought up that look like this person. Photographed in time! time but I'll save that time, for another episode. <laughs> <laughs> because this... That's all... So yeah, that's all there pretty that's much all is on the Putin, Putin thing. Yeah. Uh, but... It's a good segue that leads me into the next guy, because it's Putin's bud hmm. and uh, current leader Trigger in warning. the circumstances we find us <laughs> Trigger in Trigger warning for all Republicans who listen to this podcast about smoking weed. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so yes, it's Donald J. Trump. Mm. What's so, the J stand for? Jumping. Donald Jumping Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Jolton. Jolton Trump. Jive turkey. Whoa. Whoa. Did you just call him a jive turkey? That's right. No, I, I called him a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. We, we, don't, we don't care too much for that guy. Speak for yourself. I think he's the tops. <laughs> for entertainment value alone. Uh, so the theory claims that Donald J. Trump and his family time traveled from a distant time to our current history with intentions of ruling over our beloved country. Uh, and the horrifying discovery is backed up by a strange set of coincidences and conjecture. Mm. So... The theory exploded onto the scene when someone came across some books. That's right. That's why they try to teach you not to read. They try to throw all the books away because all the good information is in them books. Wow. Somebody found books? Yeah. Like from made of paper or something. Not on a Kindle? come over here. I found something. Quick, quick, this way. Yes, bring the torch, my dear. Yes. I've made a discovery. What is it? What could it ever possibly be? It's something leather-bound. A book. <laughs> could it be? Uh, so I did kind of mislead you in the books. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was a book found or not? Well, oh, I'm sorry, Jim. It's not a book after all. It seems it's a Kindle. <laughs> Pretty much. Because <laughs> it was found on the Office of Congress's library website. Uh, okay. So it's a book, but it was found on the website. It's a book that's been digitized. 
Sure. Thank God, Joan. I would have never been able to figure out actual words without a light behind them. That's right. <laughs> uh, so the books are called Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Oh, snap. And it was like uh, a couple books. There was another one towards the end called uh, 1900 or uh, The Last President. And they were both written in the 1890s by this guy, Ingersoll Lockwood. Okay. So, you mean to tell me that somebody published something in 1890 about Baron Trump? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just uh, And this is on the Library of Congress yes. website? Found on the Office of Congress's Library website. Yeah. Okay. Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah. Official. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the book themselves, they are real. Uh, they're now 124 years old or something like that. Public domain. You can, yes, you can look them up for yourselves if you don't want to take my word on it. And I'm taking the word of the the website that I researched this on. So <laughs> if you don't want to take their word on it, you can research it. <laughs> we encourage everybody to do their own independent research. Yeah. yeah. It's just a good idea. Yeah, don't take our word for it. We're merely here to spark the the ignition of curiosity of knowledge. Yes. Speaking of sparking the ignition of curiosity of knowledge, if you haven't sparked up anything yet, please spark up alongside us. I'm going to be sparking my other rolly, which has also got key lime pie and forbidden tangy, and it is also coated in green dragon wax. So I will light our third blunt of the session here. If it's anything like the first one. Light like, that's like that's exactly light. Like, I'm excited. Light that blood. She's lit. Smoke that blood. Smoke that blood. Talk about your mystery. <laughs> okay. uh, so yes, how is this related to the Trump as we as society know and loathe today? The plot of the first book about Baron Trump includes the story about a young boy who finds a secret portal and time travels. Uh, so this guy, Dad Evan of Snopes.com, gives a great in-depth description of the Eerie Connection. I see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> that wax is nice. Uh, so... He says there are some incredible connections to be made to the first family of the United States and Lockwood's novel from the turn of the 19th century. For starters, the main character's name is the same as President Donald Trump Jr.'s son. Um, I guess technically it's spelled different, but Donald Trump does have a son. It's his youngest son, and his name is Barron. Yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Trump's adventures begin in Russia and are guided thanks to directions provided by, quote-unquote, the master of all masters, a man named Don. Oh. Okay, okay. Just like Donnie J. Exactly. Our current president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who also likes to uh, pal around in Russia. And time travel, and maybe. Time travel. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so be- before leaving on... His voyage through the unknown, Trump is told of his family motto, which is the pathway to glory is strewn with pitfalls and danger. Okay. That's their family motto? Yeah. yeah. The shit's going to happen, essentially. <laughs> and you're probably going to start it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Lockwood wrote a, a couple other series of the novel um, after the initial publication of this book. I'm I'm stuck on the family motto thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys have family mottos? (laughs) I'm aware. I mean, (laughs) our last name family motto or something that we made up, is it like the historic family motto? I mean, I'd take any that you have. I mean, I don't have any. I'm wondering (laughs) about Trump. Yeah. Because, like, you could, like, make your own family motto family motto is right don't cry over spilled milk <laughs> start that whenever you want <laughs> yeah but sure. like I'm, i've heard also like 
on like a f- old family crest, it'll have like some phrase in Latin, and that's like kind of like you know the dead can never die in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm Shit not like from that. a rich enough, old enough family to like have one of those. <laughs> I feel like that's only given to like the ultra wealthy who like have like they're part of like the skulls or whatever. It feels very like Eurocentric as well, like well, Western European. I got to assume it just goes by your last name. So I'm sure there's, you know, turners out there with cuz that's got to be some like very common crest one would assume. I feel like the Smith crest I mean, I have a family like, crest, but it doesn't have a motto on it. Oh, it doesn't, doesn't have, have like a banner underneath? No. No? I mean, I don't, I don't, I've never really studied any of this, but I've seen, I've seen in her tales. <laughs> Listeners, if you got a cool family motto, you let us know. Yeah. And tell us if your family made that up or. Or if you're from an old rich family who wants to donate to the podcast. But I guess that like, <laughs> I thought that kind of shit was just like. I don't know, started, originated a long time ago and people kept it. But it turns out, I found out not too long ago that my grandfather changed the pronunciation of his last name. And since then, all of his descendants have pronounced it the way he changed it to. But did he change the spelling? No. But I mean, and my cousin, he changed the spelling of his name. It's not originally... How on his birth certificate, but he's like, you know, I'm just going to add another letter. And I guess that's his legal name because he signed documents and stuff with it. So that's just... Just think about your power, though. If you wanted to, you could ruin all his hard work. And from now on, you could pronounce it a different way. And you could get everyone else to pronounce it a different way. (laughs) The way it was before he changed it. And then he'll be like, just, oh, you Robert, you scoundrel. (laughs) Or Bobby, or however your family would call you. (laughs) It's Joe Dirt. Nice mullet wig you have put into your head. Man, it's tough to find out your your family oh, motto. Yeah, no, I gotta assume that's that's a deep dive. Yep. In his third novel, 1900, or The Last President, things link eerily to the present day. Oh, of course they do. The story begins with a scene from a panicked New York City in early November. It describes a state of uproar after an election in which a unanimously opposed outsider is granted power. My God. Mm. An outsider candidate? Sound familiar? (laughs) He's going to drain the swamp. Uh, Well, I mean, I have a few questions right out of the gate. I don't know how much more... Uh, information you have, but oh, I, I want to. Are, are these are these novels like painting this person as the hero or as the villain? Like, is it a good thing that he's rising to power, or is this the Darth Vader of his story? It, I mean, it does seem pretty unbiased. All it says was New York was in an uproar. It doesn't say whether it's a good or a bad thing. Well, it does say that right. in this this book, the immediately following this transition of presidential power. Uh, there were some Americans who began forming a resistance, protesting uh. what was seen as a corrupt and unethical election process. So whether or not that's ultimately a good thing for the country or not, if... Time will tell. Right, right. <laughs> they didn't get that far. It was only 1900. But it also goes in line with some of the other things the time traveler people have been saying that like there could be like a civil unrest movement that is like uh i don't know coming right that's coming and they're all in agreement that like we're gonna face that it's gonna change the i mean of course it's gonna change the the (laughs) whole dynamic at that point yeah I mean, so what's the idea here? They, they, they like hopped back too far once and told some writer their story. And then he was like, okay, I got to write it down feverishly. And then they were like, okay, we're going back to the 20th century. You could have had a premonition or a vision of it happening. Or who's, sure. who's to say that like it was who's a direct say? story that t- was told to him. He could have like some kind of like clairvoyant ability or... Yeah. yeah. Maybe he just wanted to write like these books but he couldn't publish them you know in present day nobody would buy these books about the rise of donald trump 
<laughs> but if you publish them back in 1890, you know, then they become a cool little sci-fi fantasy. Obviously not. I they're will so, burst that bubble a little bit later. I'm sorry. They're so obscure, you have to find them on the Library of Congress. Well, now you have to. Yeah. But, like... In 1890, you think they were flying off no, the No, that was probably his <laughs> intention, though. Uh, I don't well, know. I don't think anyone writes a book and then publishes it hoping that no one reads it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I was saying, like, he, he hoped it would be, like, a best a bestseller, and then it turned out to be not. <laughs> so there's a, there's also a couple other links. So uh, in the book, after the chaotic scene in New York or whatever, we find out that the man who won the presidency is extremely wealthy and resides on Fifth Avenue. And for those of you who don't know, the Trump Tower is on Fifth Avenue. Aren't there a bunch of those? It's a big avenue. Or is that the one where he actually lived? I think that's the one where he actually lived. That would make it more... Is that the one in Home Alone 2? That I don't know. The plaza? (laughs) I don't know. He owns a lot of buildings. (laughs) Right, but there's also a lot of people who don't. So, you know, like, there is still, like, a coinky-dink link. No, I mean, this is insane how, how similar it is. It also... I mean, it kind of lends itself to like a thousand monkeys typing for a thousand years or something like that can recreate Shakespeare's work. You know, this guy, he, the, between like all the I mean, books that have been I mean, don't on that though. That's a thousand monkeys for a thousand <laughs> years. Like, is, I'm just saying like, They you put know, in the work. It's not like they just made it happen. You know, <laughs> sometimes you get, uh, you get lucky on that. On the similarities between that story and another one, you know. So you just think it's coincidence? It very well could be. I mean, I, I like to think that it's, fucking Donald Trump Jr. is a time traveler bouncing around, right. fucking like living out a Doc Brown Back to the Future Three scenario where he's going to the Wild West to live out some days. He publishes his work then. Right. He could. We got to publish a book, Marty. we got to publish a book. That was his settling down uh, years of his life. Lockhart is just his, like, tag name that he uses. (laughs) I mean, he's also, I have to assume that this person wrote many books. And, like, were any of them any good? Were they all just about this Don (laughs) Jr., this Baron guy? Um, I think I'll address that a little bit later. Okay. But to touch on something that you said earlier, like the, just a happenstance thing, I will say in like the 18 whatevers, there probably weren't that many streets in New York City. So like a Fifth yeah. Avenue is probably a good a good bet. <laughs> no, I don't want to do first. first. <laughs> That's too obvious. First Avenue? No. Maybe 10th. No, there will never be a 10th Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the most common street uh, name is Second Street, and the reason for that is because First Street is often Main Street right. or Capitol Street or whatever the hell the case is. But mm. you would always go to Second after that. Mm. So our next little quinky dink: Lockwood's character becomes president. He began choosing people for his cabinet. One of the first people he picked was a man named Lafay Pence. Oh. oh, wow! Lafay Pence. Pence. That's what uh, Pence. <laughs> that's the name Pence goes by when he goes to the gay club. <laughs> Tonight I'm Lafay Pence. <laughs> <laughs> he is no fan of. No, he hates. <laughs> <Yeah. Jesus. laughs> it would be ridiculous. Yeah, that's why I like yeah. to depict him going out to the gay clubs. Yes. With a nipple piercing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to assume that there's some, you know, genre uh, of like uh, gay fashion where they are like Pence centric. <laughs> where they're just like a yeah. lot of really like tight buttoned yeah. up suits yeah. and like wearing like old man hair caps. Yeah, just, just like straight up white silver foxing it, you know. It's the creepiest fetish. Of <laughs> yeah, it would if there's be anyone weird out one. there from that community who would like to yeah, we'll oh, have you to on weigh in on this <laughs> or if you want to do some Lafay pins art. Oh my uh, goodness. <laughs> what is that special type of like Japanese anime art where they like uh, uh God, it's like a know. special name for it. 
I can't think of it now, but it's, no, it's like <laughs> sexy stuff. It's like sexy stuff, but it's usually you know like is uh, it called hentai? No, I mean I know what you're talking about. That's just like the straight like porn. Oh, okay. or whatever. But this is more. It's not what you mean. <laughs> uh, like, they take like straight characters and put them as if they were like boyfriends together and like. Oh. So like I think South Park did an episode on it once. Yeah, I feel like yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, where, it was uh, Tweak and uh, Craig. Craig, Craig yeah, was, yeah. They had they had an episode of that, and it just kind of blasted. They they stayed boyfriends. Yeah, they, it turned out that they're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do, we are good together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so stuff. some of the naysayers will say things like, you know, the book isn't like based in like a reality type of situation because they also contain. Like crazy unrealistic. I'm throwing air quotes a lot up here. You guys can't see. The Twitch can see air quotes and it up over here. Um, so it contained things that people claim are unrealistic, such as uh, giant turtles, which we all know are real yeah. and out there. Oscar. Uh, alternate dimensions again. That's like science is proving that wow. now. That's a thing. The this dog. was all in the 1890s. Yeah. Wow. Um. A, a little smiling man frozen in time, which I guess there could be. Like, who's... Well, this is all depicting Baron Trump's rise to... Adventure. Yeah. So, right. like, that's what I'm saying. This could be happening 30, 40, 70 years in from the, now. Yeah, right. from now. So Baron wasn't the one necessarily getting elected, right? It was just no. part of the story, or was so, it Baron? Don was, we believe Don was one, they're talking about that election in 1900. That was like his third book, the, yeah, yeah. the last president or whatever. They're uh, relating that to our current situation. Sure, gotcha. sure. And, but yeah. his first book, The Adventures of Baron Trump, that's in regards to his son. Got it. Um, and he's just like running around being a precocious youth with yeah. lots of money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's the making more rich. sense. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so you guys are probably like, yeah, I could, I could kind of see it, but where, how do they have access to like time travel? Right? I mean, the scenario yeah. I keep thinking back to is that someone in the future has like figured out time travel to an extent. <laughs> you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. so they feel like they have to come back and warn us about steps into the future. They came back, talked to this dude who either was a writer or became a writer in order to tell the story as like a warning. I, you know? Yeah, for me, where my mind went is that Baron Trump is Donald Trump. Just he grows, you know, 70 years later, we have time traveling technology or what have you. <laughs> and he goes back in time to, you know, see himself, to raise himself. Right. Does okay. he also have an age regression, Ray? Because he'd still be like 78. Well, that's who Don, that's, that's, the man, all seeing man or yeah, whatever Yeah, that's is. Baron Trump aged 70 years, is what I'm saying. He grows up to be Donald Trump. He goes back in time to become president, just and posing as his yeah. own father, essentially. It, I'm with you on that. Yeah, like yeah. Baron Trump's is Donald Trump. Yeah. Donald Trump is Baron Trump. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if we have to wait 70 years, then Baron Trump is 78. So if he comes back, he has to come back as a 78-year-old. Right, which that's, Trump is so right now. Exactly. And we needed, if Baron is Donald Trump, we, he needed to have come back in the 80s, bare minimum, so he could do guest spots with the Muppets. And, However, if you, <laughs> you know, like, depending on how you look at timelines, like technically if he went back in time, there would be a new timeline that's the alternate version of you and I would be living where Trump was 78 or whatever. Sure. But we're on the original quote. Okay. Who's to say we're even on the original? We could be on a spliced off version. So he's jumping across the violin strings of time, all the different yeah. possibilities. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking he might even be his own Donald Trump's father, whatever senior, Donald Trump senior, uh -huh. because he was the one that originally made all their money. So, like, you know, he could have come back in time, made some good investments become a millionaire, billionaire, whatever the hell he is. Well, we know that's not our timeline because our Trump's investments have not panned out. 
Sure, it he's could lost, be. That's what I'm saying. He's gone bankrupt a few times. Yeah, <laughs> this could be the product of his son, but it, you know, he still has all this, and he might have even gone back into 1890 to write these books. <gasps> right, there were a lot saw... of spelling errors and <laughs> <laughs> orange this toner all over the pages. Bear Trump the greatest adventures. <laughs> You're gonna want to read this book completely to the end. <laughs> it's the best, the best book you've ever read. <laughs> This I have week. the best words. And that, of course, all of them together. <laughs> and that of people who are working on this. A great team of editors. A great team of contributors. <laughs> so the idea that uh, there's an idea, there is an idea that Donald Trump inherited um, a time machine mm-hmm. that Nikola, Tes- Nik- Nikola Tesla actually invented. Oh. So the story goes that John Trump, his uncle while working at the government office of uh, scientific research and development, he, uh, they examined Tesla's paperwork and they were the ones who were like, oh yeah, no, there's there's nothing here worth whatever. And then Tesla dies slash murdered. Uh, <laughs> and then all his, his notes and stuff go missing. Okay. So there is a strong possibility that Trump's uncle was like, this is for me now and my oh, yeah. family. And or just a, somebody trying to get rich off of Nikola Tesla. Either way, there's definitely a whole other mystery wrapped up in there. There sure is. With the whole Tesla thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Um, so some fun fun happenings to talk about. Ooh. There's a filmmaker. The fun stuff. Fun happenings. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, there's a video plea on Indie Indiegogo, oh. and there's a campaign that will fund a film adaptation of Baron Trump's story. <laughs> okay. And uh, within a year and a half, the post received more than sixty six thousand views, and then within a year, Indiegogo campaign received more than nine thousand dollars in donations. Um, what goal. was their goal? A mere hundred thousand, which oh. they did not hit. Okay. <laughs> Clearly, I thought it was going to be a wild success story. No, <laughs> I mean you could do it. That's a shoestring budget, but you could make that happen. I think so. Yeah, I mean, should we just nothing. do it? Swoop it out from under them? And <laughs> if you guys, you guys slept us, on that idea too long, bro. <laughs> if you guys give us your Indiegogo money, we'll make it a movie. Right for nine thousand? Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> Two days in the desert. We can make it happen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Tristan's done it before. I, sh- I sure have. Uh, so that, that was all the fun happenings. <laughs> oh, that's so clear. That was it for... Thanks for tuning in to Fun Happenings. I have to say more things about the naysayers. Because uh, I told Rob I would address this. Gather <laughs> the square. <laughs> it is time for the saying of nay. <laughs> so people explained that the books were written by Lockwood. was He was a lawyer and a lecturer who dabbled in writing. Dabbled. Three books. That supports my theory that somebody came back and... Just tried to communicate. Like, these are the things you need to avoid. And then all of a sudden was sucked back through time or whatever. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, this is my best way to communicate it. Yeah. Okay. So he produced two Baron Trump novels. And then the speculative fiction work of 1900, as well as some poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, to hear some of that poetry. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> He was largely a failure as a writer. Aww. The books flopped and received negative reviews. Aww. Poor guy. Uh, They continue to describe how the theorist overemphasized irrelevant details while ignoring those that falsify the conspiracy theory. So aside from a few coincidences, the marvelous underground journey is pure fantasy. And that the book is full of alternate alternate dimensions, monsters, giants, demons, uh, racist characters of natives, and long <laughs> trips to the land of Queen Galaxa. 
Mm. Which, like, again, it's like, who's to say? Like, <laughs> maybe Queen Galaxa is who we're worshiping in fifty years, bro. Yeah, she's Queen Bay. And I'm not, I'm not supporting the racist depictions of the natives, but no. people were racist in 1800s. That's how they're going to describe him as very race, racist. Yeah, makes sense. Especially if it's uh, Trump secretly writing, right? Yeah, that's we know true. he does not uh, do well with PC. <laughs> with anybody. What are you right. talking about? I think Mexicans are great. They make incredible burritos. I just had one this morning. It was dynamite. <laughs> I have the best burritos here at, at the Taco White Bell. House. <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> uh, so they also say that the book 1900 coincides with the president having chosen a cabinet member with the last name Pence mm-hmm. um, and that the character is... or. So the, th- the conspiracy theorists are like, look, there's the Pence thing. And not only that, that the character is a, is a secretary of agriculture and from Colorado. Okay. Wow. Um, and according to them, or to the naysayers, the similarity with Vice President Mike Pence is the last name. That's the only thing they have in common. <laughs> well, even so, still... I mean, I memorized that stupid Lincoln thing. Mm. You know, Kennedy's secretary is Lincoln, and Lincoln's secretary is Kennedy. That's a crazy coincidence, even if it is a coincidence. So. Right? It definitely supports time travel. <laughs> and the people who want to say that this isn't a warning from a time traveler or a clairvoyant person, they say that the book was mostly built around uh, the esoteric concept and monetary policy and congressional procedures. Mm. And uh, that is also contributes to why the book essentially, like, no one gave a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're basically saying, yeah, it was a time for government, so people wrote about government, and it was pretty dry. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and they tried to, tried to jazz it up. With like some foretelling to Queen Galaxa. Well, I think the Queen Galaxa trips. I think that was more uh, Baron Trumps, and then the 1900s is like our current fall of Mm. of uh, the government and Mm -hmm. collapse of the status quo or whatever. Queen Galaxa trip sounds like a new drug. (laughs) Guys, really want to get crazy this weekend? I got this Queen Galaxa trips. (laughs) <laughs> really fucks you up, man. It's like the new slang for seeing a concert to Lucy or whatever. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's the new scissor. Right, you want to go to Queen Galaxa? Yeah, right. <laughs> Last time. She'll take you in, bro. Change your whole world. <laughs> so is that everything on Donald Trump is a time traveler? That is. Or Baron Trump is a time traveler? I feel like they're are enough similarities and like coincidences that it's at least feasible. At least bears mentioning. Right. It's at least a plausible scenario of (laughs) things happening. We'll give it the plausible stamp. (laughs) (laughs) Is it possible in time? Sure. (laughs) Time, 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 time. I mean, I guess they could also be like, Aliens, they could be part of the Illuminati family and just lizard people. Oh, I just thought that was just given. If they're <laughs> if they're presidents, then they are lizard people, right? You, they that was just the truth. Yeah. <laughs> that Barack was, Obama, that was just the lizard truth. person. Every president that we've ever had, lizard person slash Illuminati. Were you slash the, New World Order? Were you the one telling me this, or did I dream this and make it up? <laughs> that all the presents we've had have been related in some way like distant cousins or <laughs> some it's not I've never seen it was a trippy dream I mean there's definitely you know um, the Bushes they're related uh, Roosevelt yeah and we almost elected you know Clintons when we're married um <laughs> I mean, that, that's that's just within the last 20 or so odd years. Um, what I'm hearing is I have to do the research on this. Oh, definitely. Okay. But I'm just saying there is that aspect of it where it's like, 
we've had a lot of nepotism in great power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even uh, John Adams and John Quincy Adams, father, son. So there are a lot of relations within the presidency. And Kennedy's. Just, yeah, in great positions of power in general. That's just the world we live in, guys. Yep. It really Welcome. makes a difference who you're born to. <laughs> If you didn't realize this already, yeah, yeah, right? you're living under a rock. <laughs> Is that all? With that, a bright light. Queen Galaxa comes to you. Come party with me, she says. All right, goodbye, timeline. I'm headed out with Queen Galaxa. <laughs> you have such a great Queen Galaxa trip tonight. Baron Trump signing out. <laughs> For High Mystery, I'm Tristan. I'm Robert. I'm Colin. Thanks for listening. New episodes every Monday. Want more High Mystery? Check out our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash highmystery for exclusive episodes every Friday. Merchandise can be found at our website at highmystery.com. Stay up to date by following us on Facebook and Instagram at High Mystery for fan art, news, and upcoming events. Thanks for listening.